0: All right, everybody. Um, eternal leadership. You know, what does that really mean? We talk about leadership and what that means is, you know, that's in, if you are in a position where you're influencing somebody else in a positive way, you know, you're leading them. And um, uh, Danita, uh, first of all, welcome to the podcast. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you, John. So I'm excited. So I'm kind of going uh, you know, around the track here, but I'm really excited to have Danita on because she just wrote this incredible book called Millennials Matter, Proven Strategies for Building Your Next Gen Leader and something Sandra and I talk about all the time and I believe this absolutely in my heart. This generation right now uh, they 're you know twenty to you know early thirties have the potential and they 're sl- and they 're stepping into it of being one of the greatest generations that we 've ever seen in this world, but that also begets uh an, inc- uh an amazing opportunity for people my age, Gen Xers, and baby boomers to actually create a leadership legacy and I believe what it really takes to do that fully because we hear the feedback from the millennials all the time don 't we Danita that You know, a lot of some of these areas of personal development and how to lead and, and the, you know, some of the, the skills that they need are really not being met by our generation. And I don't think it's about changing who we are or our principles, but a lot of times it's just kind of shifting our mindset a little bit and, and changing, you know, maybe how we communicate and interact just a little bit differently. And Danita's mission and her passion, because we just talked about this, uh, is to just equip and inspire you know our generation, these senior business business leaders, to get involved with these millennials that are in their sphere of influence, you know what, and just equip them and launch them. Isn't that right, Danita?
1: Absolutely. you know it's uh, for many of us. Uh, well, and maybe I should talk about myself, is that it's, uh, you know, it's so easy to get uh, engaged in our to-do list. Mm. we got to get this done. we got to get this done. we got the business initiative. This is what my strategic plan looks like. And we get just get really focused um, without seeing the incredible, incredible opportunity in front of us with the uh, millennials and young leaders that God has put in our midst. So, absolutely.
0: Isn't that true? Now, um, you know, you've had this very long, su- successful career in business and you're, um, but what led you to this focus and this passion um, really about equipping this generation uh, came from a conversation you had with your son. And it was actually quite uh um, quite a paradigm shift from you for you, if I understand it right. I'd love for you to kind of share the how all this started for you.
1: Well, it was. As you know, uh, when I tell the story, uh, I say I had my life all planned out, and of course, we all know what happens as we plan out our own lives. Surprises happen.
0: Yeah, they sure do.
1: <laughs> they sure do. And uh, my uh, 23-year-old son, Weston, is a uh, I mean, you know, pretty happy-go-lucky guy. And at 23, he's not certain from day to day exactly what he's doing. He's just knowing that he's having fun with life, you know? Right. And uh, he tells me that he's going to go to a uh, global the, the Willow Creek Global Leadership Conference. And of course, as a uh, leadership guru, I am excited about what he's going to learn. It's Saturday, noon, right after the conference. I'm debriefing with him. And um, he, you know, he's just not nearly as excited as I thought he would be about. The people that I admire, Patrick Lencioni and Condoleezza Rice, and um, he's just, you know, it's, it, it, for some reason, maybe because he's 23 and hadn't seen an application yet, uh, he wasn't super excited, and yet...
0: Because you knew if you went and heard all those people speak, you'd be on cloud nine, fired <laughs> up, rocket fuel, ready to, ready to go uh, charge the hill, and your son is kind of like...
1: Eh. And yet, over the phone lines, Mm -hmm. I sense a shift. He pauses. His voice drops deeper. There's gravitas. It's almost as if I sense that the air is shifting, and he's about to tell me something really important. And my ears perk up, and he says, Mom. Mom. I have a message for you. And this even rivets my attention even further. He says, Mom, you must prioritize passing your leadership wisdom and insight onto the next generation.
0: Wow, that, that was a powerful statement, Tanita.
1: And then, of course, he, being the 23-year-old happy-go-lucky son, he says, gotta go, Mom, he's off. <laughs> and I'm left with this word that is just like solely sinking and seeping into almost the very marrow of my bones. It was I mean, it was that shifting for me. And of course, I recognized that this, the Holy Spirit was speaking and I needed to pay attention. And so that was really what the Lord began to use to shift and fine tune my direction from to energize and equip myself um, in addition to those around me that we needed to start really paying attention to this generation.
0: Did did this kind of fit into the script of where you thought you'd be going, you know, before Weston shared that with you?
1: It did not. You know, in fact, uh, as I started talking with people uh, about this, you know, I'm an extrovert, so I process everything out loud, and I start talking with people, and they go, oh, for Pete's sake, Danita, what, what does a baby boomer have to say to millennials? And, and you know, just the kind of the roll of the eye and very dismissive. So, you yeah, know, I've got this word that I feel like I've received from the Holy Spirit, and I have colleagues and mentors who are really being very dismissive of this message. What I did, John, is I uh, sat down with my son again Mm -hmm. and I said, uh, said, this is the pushback I'm getting. You know, this is what my mentors are telling me. They're just blowing me off." And he said, Mom, we as our generation, we have lots of great talking heads We can get anything we want on Google and YouTube. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem. That's not what we need. What we need are people who could come alongside us and walk with us day by day and show us how to lead practically in every situation. They can show us how we live out our faith. Every day in the workplace, that's what we need. And isn't that true? Um, the 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 talking heads don't—they're uh, good, but what we all need is that mentor, that coach, that someone who's going to come alongside and help us.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious because. Um... I'm sure there's a lot of people listening right now, Danita, as you kind of shared what Weston just said and I couldn't agree more. Our you know, the the time that it takes to teach, train and equip, you know, those around us, you know, so that we can empower them, so that we can develop them. Um, and, you know, my mind, it's simple. Why wouldn't I do that? Do I don't want people in my company, my organization that, you know, that I'm not developing? Um, but there are some unique needs because I think in the millennial generation, they don't have some of the experiences. They grew up in a different culture than we did. Um, but those mentors, those peers of yours, as they kind of rolled their eyes or just, you know, maybe threw out a generalization that we hear about millennials now and then. You know what advice do you have for them right now about why this is so important?
1: Well, as we to um, uh, my primary marketplace is business leaders. So, uh-huh. as business leaders who are have growth objectives in mind, or and or are looking to transition their business. Um, either on to the next generation or a new buyer. You have to have a strong culture. And I would submit in order to both grow and create this transition, you need to tap the insights and the fresh understanding of these young leaders. Otherwise, the business is going to fail. There is just so much disruption happening in today's marketplace um, that if you don't tap that, uh, your business is not going to grow, it's going to languish, uh, and you won't have the systems and structures and the strength of a culture in place in order to make your company a asset that can be transitioned.
0: Yeah, I'd also like to highlight too. Um, you know, the speed of change is accelerating rapidly, and if we don't have that kind of innovation and strength of culture and strong relationships, you know, right now, I mean, we're uh, it doesn't matter what your product or service is, you are going to just get left. You are going to get left behind by somebody else who does have a healthy organization.
1: Absolutely. So, if you need new products, new markets. Uh, To tap any of those new services, this younger group of people is going to help. So I see it as just an incredible um, formula where we bring our uh, business insights, our experience, our strength of character, our leadership acumen that we've honed over our careers. And we take... And add to that this innovation and energy and new way of seeing the world. And we bring, as we add those two things together, that we can create this, I just, it's super exciting to me. It's just very catalytic what can happen if we bring both of those strengths to the table.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, as I you know, read your book, there's really kind of three pillars um that you kind of built this on. The first one is, you know, strengthening your character. Mm-hmm. S- second one is, you know, how to lead and, and lead with confidence, and the other one is engaging in collaboration. And I'd love to kind of dive into your thoughts and those in, in those areas and just talk about what are some things that we can do, you know, today at the office or this week in these areas that are going to actually start to really serve those people that are in our sphere of influence.
1: Well, the fir- you're right. Uh, the first pillar was uh, character. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I might have to get a different group of mentors because I started talking about pillar one character and they like rolled their eyes at me again You know, Danita, for Pete's sake, character is a given. Why invest time in it? Or you can't talk to people about character. That's embarrassing, isn't it? And 91% of the millennials see themselves as leaders. And the work of leaders is is character driven the leadership is about a character journey of developing the grit and the determination to tackle uh, difficult subjects how do we uh, accomplish our objectives and maintain a Uh, commitment to what is right so that we build a positive brand? How do we take personal responsibility and not play the blame game? And uh, uh, how how do we do that? So those are all issues of character. And um, what I'm finding is as we're asking questions, to millennials, you know, as we're both sharing our story, but asking questions and listening, and provoking them to think about the um, how they can live as wise leaders. They they thrive on the conversations.
0: Yeah, they do, and and I would I, I would love to echo that because you know the I think the leader whole leadership industry has a huge flaw. Everybody talks. And I love Simon Sinek's talk, The Golden Circle, about the why, the what, and the how. But what everybody forgets is what makes all that work is the who. And, nobody, yeah. and, and we have to focus on developing, uh, you know, personally. I remember when I first got out of the Navy into business 25 years ago, my first mentor told me, John, that, you know, the person you're going to be in five years is, is completely dependent on your, your relationships, your close friends. And what you're reading, what you're putting in your head. And he challenged me to read a book on self-improvement, developing my character, relationship skills... 10 pages a day, and I did not like reading back then. And, Denise, I've done it now uh, virtually every day for 25 years. Wow. But all this stuff that's in our head, right, our experiences, what we think of other people, how we react to situations, what makes us angry, you know, how we deal with, you know, other people that we think have conflicting maybe values to our own. Um, if we don't actually work on becoming our best self, I can take the best leadership advice in the world and try to apply it. And I'm probably not going to get the results that maybe you got because you're applying it from a different place because you've, you've developed who you are as a leader and as a person. Yeah,
1: that internal character is, uh, in, uh, the way that I see it is, uh, um, almost like a, uh, maybe an atom. Um, And at that very center uh, of the core is the who. And that who vibrates and impacts every single relationship we have, Mm -hmm. every single role, every single responsibility, every single decision that is emanates from the who we are at the core of our being. And so it's critical that we as leaders, as we're spotting the young leaders in our life, to focus on that because most of our culture does not focus there. They focus on so many other areas and they forget the who, and that's critical.
0: And what, what is one of, you know, the best ways to kind of, you know, mentor people in the who? We talked a little bit um, when we before we got started about a lot of, you know, some of the common mistakes folks our generation make. But, uh, you know, what, what what's your thoughts on that?
1: I think that one of the best ways and possibly one of the most challenging things for us to do is to actually hang out. And have a conversation. It's building. You mean, you
0: mean not sit down and just tell time. tell people what they should do and give them advice and then get on to the next task on my list?
1: Uh, no, that would that would not be it. <laughs> that would not be it. Just that hanging out and you know, and it's so hard. Uh, so I'm in the the baby boomer, uh, you know, baby boomer businessman. I mean, we got the to do list. Uh, you know we're checking it off and um, uh, and that's not what they want they want the hangout and to be able to build the relationship capital I think you know one of the other challenges that sometimes I don't know so much about Gen Xers but baby boomers is that we always want to present you know the the shiny version and success version of ourselves mm-hmm they they don't believe that they see that as a facade they want to know the real you
0: yeah they they really crave authenticity don't they yes they want us to actually share here's kind of my worst moment or here's this personal crisis i went through or a relationship failure or, relationship failure, or business failure they want to they want to know us as people cuz they they really you know it's one of the things i think a huge value trait that we, all the generations share in common is, is, you know, authentic relationships. Yes. Something we can really build on.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And in the midst of that, to be able to, you know, this is the failure and this is what I learned. This is where I had to challenge myself. Uh, This is, Uh, This is how I had to see things differently in order to get unstuck and move forward. So to be able to share stories, but instead of just sharing, uh, you know, I'm so great. This is my success to be able to talk about uh, what really happened and what was really going on uh, in our heart and in our mind. And that way we can build authentic communications and put a stamp on that uh leadership legacy that we want to do.
0: Yeah, and also what what is the importance when you're having that conversation, Danita, of of asking them questions?
1: Well, that's um from a from a leadership perspective we have to ask questions and seek to understand their perspective. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I would, uh, I think that's a learning opportunity for all of us. Uh, My uh, daughter had, uh, this was maybe six months ago and she had just gotten back from a year in uh, Paris, France. And So she was kind of getting back into uh, American culture and all the things that were happening politically uh, in the world about that time. And I, man, I love Danae. I love her perspectives. And we came to a topic that she and I clearly had a difference of opinion on. And... It was, I have to confess, it was even difficult for me talking with my daughter, whom I love and care about and respect, to kind of set my opinions off to the side so that I could really hear, listen, and understand her. Mm. And I thought it interesting for me personally that if, that if, I have a challenge doing that with someone who I value so highly. (laughs) What happens if you have, you know, we have someone who's being kind of irritating to us, you know? Right. Um, Just that patience to, under, to, that patience and commitment to listen and to understand their perspective. Uh, And to help them as they are articulating it to even clarify some of their own opinions. So our key skill as a leader and a mentor is the ability to ask great questions and then to listen.
0: Listen, and and, um, and you're also bringing up a good point, right? Because, you know, this third pillar here on engage in collaboration and... Um I think you know there's an thum- assumption that you know a lot of younger generation they're just great at collaboration and my personal opinion I think that just comes cuz how networked they are and I don't know if they're as much technologically savvy as technologically d- dependent um, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know when we when we're talking to somebody um in you know in the in the in the world today and it's being modeled across the news and politics and Hollywood and even, even I'm just looking at the local paper today, right? We tend to discount or um, dismiss people with other, you know, diverse values or different beliefs than we have. And what what do we do to kind of change that so we're actually seeking to understand, uh, like you did with your daughter, and asking some of those questions and staying in the conversation? Uh, Because my heart is always, how do I just love somebody unconditionally? Because if it's not unconditional love, it's transactional love, right? Which is actually really not love. So how do I actually really try to understand somebody? Because if I can't do that, I I don't have the ability to serve them forward. So it's a shift that we all need to make. And would love your thoughts on how to start making that shift.
1: You know, that is a that is a great question. I have a little side story. Yeah. When I was um uh, when I was a teenager, I was having this incredible uh God experience where I, I felt I mean I felt like I was in God's presence. It was amazing. And uh I was soaking and enjoying and um Danita's uh, little to do list goes into place, and I actually ask, I said, um, God, um, what might I do for you? And this wonderful, all encompassing voice came back that went right to the core of my being, and it said, Love. Mm. and so you know I'm still soaking this in and then um, I have a question that uh, bubbles up and I said um, now most people gasp when they hear that I actually asked the Lord this question but I did I said um, um, that doesn't seem that hard can you give me something harder to do (laughs) <laughs> to which this, in you know, this very understanding, patient voice came back and said, oh, Danita, that will be tough enough for you. <laughs> but isn't that true? We Always. are called <laughs> to love and it's really hard to do.
0: It is, especially those, like you said, right? That's somebody who's in your office, your coworker, who's just annoying or they, you know, don't meet your expectations or you're trying to work with them and they're just very difficult, right? I mean, you know, as we're, you know, in in the world of business, right? We have to deal with with people. That's, you know, that's, you know, we're equipping these folks to, you know, to lead and and lead confidently and, and understand that, you know. Sometimes success doesn't mean that you, you know, get the result you want. Sometimes success means you just maybe help somebody a little bit to move forward in something that was important to them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So for me, when I look at practical things in terms of uh, collaboration and in helping me understand and listen to the other person – um, for for me, it's helpful to have uh, think of them from either maybe a strengths finder perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that helps me. Oh, you know their viewpoint is so different than mine. What's what's in there that I might be able to glean? Um, so for me personally, that becomes a helpful tool and a grit. excuse me Uh, that becomes a helpful tool in grid to help me on the collaboration and it also can be um, helpful for the person that we're mentoring and working with whenever we can give them some additional tools to help recognize their strengths their talents um, and how they can bring them to the table uh, then we're creating some win-win relationships.
0: Yeah, and in what you talked about with mentoring, really getting sincerely, you know, taking a sincere interest in others and what's going on and in fostering that in a group of peers, a group of millennials that are working together, one of the things that we did or that we continue to do is with the strengths finder and we go through that and we're sharing we have the team share mm-hmm. about where that shows up at work, but also tell a story where that has showed up outside of work in your personal life. And, and now guess what? The group is actually starting to learn things about their coworkers that they never knew that maybe I was involved in this cause or I had gone through this or I survived cancer at, at 30 years old or whatever it happens to be. And, and what you're doing by just opening those conversations. Is is people start to know each other, like each other, and trust each other more, and that is such a powerful gift to give people. Is that ability to to actually develop real relationships and not just have a bunch of coworkers that they exist with from eight to five?
1: Absolutely, and as we look at all the studies, um, that relationship with the people that they work with that relationship with their manager is key to their being engaged and bringing their whole self and their best ideas to work.
0: Oh yeah. Because I'm not going to bring my whole self from my best idea. If I think I'm going to throw it out there and somebody's going to roll their eyes or say something about it afterwards or just dismiss it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So that ties back to, you know, as I take a look at, um, Millennials Matter and the proven strategies. It's tips, tools, talk tracks that can help grow your business, that can help give you the competitive edge, that can help transition the business. And in the midst of all doing all that, you're building a leadership legacy and leaving an imprint on people's lives
0: yeah and what i what i love what you did in this book which which is i get sent so many books i gotta tell you there's i have a stack over here i counted actually the other day of 20 books i've been sent this year um this is actually one of the books that i read because of how you put it together because like I'm just looking at it here, just chapter 10, it's on, you know, breaking the chains of negative thinking. You have just some amazing thought on what is actually happening, you know, where this is coming from, you know, what we can do individually. But then you, in all your chapters, you have a word from a millennial where somebody is sharing their thoughts on it. And then Mm -hmm. you also have some very practical, you know, things, you know, each one of these areas. So um you know this is a book that I could have on my desk, and you know as situations come up, go back and reread that chapter or you know this situation you know whatever it happens to be with an individual or with a team and 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 so just everybody out there if you want to connect with danita it's danita by which is d a n i t a b y e dot com and um if you go to Amazon.com, type in millennials matter or Danita Buy, it's gonna pop right up. Is mm-hmm. there another way that they can get in touch with you, Danita?
1: You know, those are the best ways. My uh website, um I you know what, I'm I live on my website, so there's places on there to get a hold of me and that works great.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, as we as we wrap up, what are just a final couple thoughts you'd like to leave you know, with the audiences, they've just been listening to this conversation and, you know, just what's on your heart.
1: All of us have a number of Joshua's that God has put into our life. And we are being called to be the Moses. We are being called to be the Moses, to mentor and coach and disciple the Joshua's in our life. And it's so easy for us to dismiss them because, you know, we they're different. They're odd. They're I don't know, you know, fill in the blank. And yet if they are in our life, they're in our life for a reason and a purpose. And we need to open our eyes, ask God to open our eyes to be able to see what is the purpose mm. and how might we breathe um, god 's life and energy into that person so that they can become the leader that God has called them to be
0: oh that 's awesome what a What a great way to launch people out. Um... So I, I would love to hear on the show notes post for this. All the links will be there. Just your thoughts on anything or our Facebook page at Eternal Leadership. Put a comment in there about you know what you're doing to develop the leaders around you. Or if you have challenges in developing leaders around you. We want to hear from that too. We'd love to help you in any way that we can. And I know Danita would. And if you need anybody to come in and work with your team or speak. or I'm sure you do all that, Danita. And you do yeah. it in an amazing way. You've worked with... It's amazing on LinkedIn how many uh, friends I have. You and I have in common back from Minnesota, and some of the corporations you work with I know very, very well, and uh, you've served them powerfully. So uh, great job, and uh, you are welcome back anytime. And I really hope people out here, as you're, you know, this is such an important area. This is our opportunity to really develop a powerful legacy, to live our life so that use of our life outlives our life you know through the generations and you have no idea that one person that you might take interest in they might be that next Billy Graham they might be the next Bill Gates you don't you don't know but they might just need that one person who they respect to see something in them that they don't see in their themselves and for you to be that person that encourages them that equips them and that just brings that out into the world what an awesome kind of opportunity and responsibility I believe that we all have.
1: Excellent. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here.